Hey guys, you are tuned back in to the Soul Sense Podcast. You have your first host, Kim, and I have my trusty wingman, Melvin, here. Hola. Okay, whatever. So, we took a week off because we had the holidays. And, well, actually, we actually did post one the week of Thanksgiving. It was the week after that we didn't post. So, this past week. So, but we're back for another one and another one. Yay, yay. And I just want to let y'all know that uh, we do a sound check before this every time. And Kimberly always, uh, what do you call it, uh, low balls me on her levels. See. I say, talk real, Kimberly. I do. Give me your regular. But then the first two words she says sends us into... Over the over the level that we want to be at. See, nobody even knows what you're talking about because I don't even know what you're talking about right now. They'll but... know when it busts through their okay. eardrums. Okay. Okay. So, but, yeah. <clears throat> we, yeah. Was it Thanksgiving was our last one right before Thanksgiving? Yeah, I think we posted one and went live like r- the week of Thanksgiving, but then... We came back the next week, which was this past week, and you went out of town for work, and I was at home with our two munchkins by myself, and then we went to Memphis to be a part of the St. Jude Marathon. Let's be very clear. We did not do the marathon. We did the 10K, but that is a big, that is a huge accomplishment. Yes, that's a marathon to me. Now- Mm -mm. Kimberly actually runs, and, uh, you know, she's in good shape. Me, on the other hand, I am I look like I'm in shape. Someone would mistake the fact. She said I look like a runner. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's not true. Uh, I just have a high metabolism, he, I guess. I mean, he looked like the truth out there. So he got, he done went out <laughs> and got him some little running tights and stuff like that. And we both got us some good running shoes, which he only had laced up like twice since we got it back in September, got them. And um, I'm surprised your shoes were even broken in good enough. They weren't broken in good <laughs> enough. <laughs> I want you to look. Every time I go into yellow, up to the red. When, I, I don't even know where I'm looking. I see a whole lot of things. <laughs> Those green lines. Okay, there's lots of green lines. But anyway, <laughs> they were not broken in, and they were hurting around my ankles. Mm, that means you had them tied too tight. I uh, told you that. We talked yeah. about that. But, yeah, you know, it was good, though. Um, so my week, the, uh, my travels have been Ohio for how many days? What? Four so days. We, when did we go up there on Tuesday? Tuesday we flew came up back Tuesday on night, Saturday. Saturday evening. Uh, and then I came home. I was in my house for two days, and no one one day. No, you were you were there for Sunday Monday. You flew out on Tuesday uh, morning. Yes, yeah, Sunday Monday. Flew out on Tuesday morning to San Diego. Was in San Diego until Friday. Mm. Um, and then while there, my they asked me to push my flight back, so I pushed my flight back a little bit, which in I flew directly from San Diego to Memphis, and then um, woke up Not to even run twenty four hours. Yeah, and then woke up to run a race early that next morning, mm-hmm. and then hopped on the road and drove back to the 
Texas. On Monday. Yeah. So a lot of traveling. Um, Kimberly had to do the extra lifting with the kids. And so, yeah, it's been a been an adventure, but. Hence why we didn't have the episode, but I know you guys understand. Yeah. But uh, we definitely did uh, enjoy our time. I enjoyed, um, you know, it was a good time to be with both our families, something that we really wanted to do more of this year. Um, and that was good. And I think that's a a, a, a piece of growth for us, um, just kind of getting into the understanding of like, you know, for different reasons, we you know, we would have, so like we, we'd take our vacations and, and maybe try to go somewhere, um, relaxing or whatever. And you, you, I don't know, you could just look at a lot of times when you go visit family, it's not going to necessarily be a relaxing vacation because you're, especially the way we try to do it. We try to go in and serve and be, you know, and that can, you know, that could be a lot, uh, sometimes, but, um, a lot of the stuff that's happened within the last few years for us, especially us not even being able to go because of having kids and health and just different things. Then our parents are getting older and, and having different health issues. It just, you start to realize like, man, we don't, tomorrow is not promised for anybody. And we need to make sure we're leaning into our family. We do a lot of things to help other people, but like, what are we doing to help our, our family? Yeah. Um, and ultimately just, just pouring into them. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, we went to my family first in Ohio and, and it was really good to see just how far, um, you know, we've come, um, you know, whether it's Kimberly, uh, and my mom and just their, how their relationship has really kind of, uh, blossomed into like a, you know, a real mother daughter type of relationship. It was a lot easier for me to kind of fall in with uh, Kimberly's family. And I think it's just a natural thing with like, I'm a mama's boy. Would you say? Mm, Yeah. 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 So, um, it was a net, it was a easier. And I think just my temperament, um, just made it, it, it was a, a easier, I don't know easier, but it just, it just happened more than that. We, you know what it is though? I had more opportunities because your family lived closer yeah. and they were always there. They were always yeah. traveling in. I think there were a lot of factors like, and so let, let, let's break it down. Cause I don't want y'all to think like, you know, me and Melvin's mom came to blows or anything like that. Cause it wasn't like that. You know, we dated for, about four years before we got married and you got to understand that there's a few layers to our family. So for one, Melvin is from the Midwest and I am from the deep South. So that alone are how our families are. They're just different. Not one's better than the other. It's just because of the region regionally, we're just different. You know, another thing is, I'm the baby in my family. Melvin is the oldest. So I think one of the biggest things that happened early on when we were dating that probably rubbed Melvin's mom the wrong way was that I just really wasn't out of myself when we dated. You know, when we, a big part of us dating, I was in nursing school 
or studying for an exam to get my license. And so we started having like spending holidays together after our first year of dating. So I spent a lot of Thanksgivings with his family. And a lot of times when we would go on Thanksgiving break, when I came back on that Monday to go to school, I had a huge exam. And so a lot of times I would like pretty much be into our bedroom studying, reading any downtime. I would be like, Thanksgiving break was not enjoyable for me because it I always had that the the impending doom of a test that was on that month that Monday when we came back from break. And so, you know, I remember one time that like Melvin had like mentioned to me, like, hey, can you go and just spend some time with my mom out in the kitchen and just kind of sit out there? And I remember me kind of like huffing and puffing about it because it's like he knows I'm back here trying to to study and everything like that like this is my future but I mean I did it begrudgingly and in hindsight I'm pretty sure that could have been seen you know what I'm saying like I'm pretty sure I didn't do a good job of hiding that you know but um so I think a lot of that, I take full responsibility for that. And it was just things like that, you know, that I could see, you know, how me now being a mother, how that would kind of like somebody coming around my family. And, you know, I just was very selfish. And then, you know, we just had some communication. You know, I really had just like I learned my own mom because I grew up with her. I had to learn my my new mother in love and what her quirks were and really learning her nonverbal cues, you know, and you don't realize that you know that about your loved ones until you have to learn that about your loved ones. Like my mother and my father, of course, I know their nonverbal cues when they're tired, they're exhausted, they're frustrated because I grew up with them. You know, my sister, I know when they don't want to be bothered or I know when they're in a bad mood because I know their tendencies. I had to learn that with my mother-in-law. So sometimes she would be like, you know, I don't know, in a bad mood. She got off the phone, somebody made her mad, and then here I come in talking and, you know, and and I'm wondering why she's getting short with me or why she's getting short with somebody else. But I had to learn her. So it's not anything. It was just we had to learn and grow each other. And so I was just telling Melvin that, you know, we've definitely had our run, our run-ins, our bumps, you know, but, um, I have to praise God because like that, that is a relationship that I prayed very heavily about. And I can honestly say like, that's my girl. Like that is my home girl. Like we go out and get our nails done. We go shopping. I'm like, you know, like that's my girl. You know, I think she calls me before she even caught her own son. And, and that is like the thing about growth is you can want growth and you, you expect results like overnight, but then it doesn't work like that. And then one day you look up and you're like, wow, we've grown, you know what I'm saying? And we've grown a lot. And it was a testament. That was a true testament when we came back from Thanksgiving, because like I'm in the kitchen and I'm like cooking and we had like, you know, other family that came in and I'm like, here, baby, you want you something to drink? Yeah, I want, you know, and I'm like, like, it's my kitchen, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, I'm like a daughter. I'm truly like a daughter, you know, and that's growth. You guys, that's growth. Yeah. And you know, the, my looking from the outside, looking in, the thing that I knew was 
and and I I'm an observer of people a lot of times, and I try to kind of get where where people are. I am not a super, you know, fiery person or emotional person, but I can be passionate when when need be, you know. But uh, the thing that I did see was that, um, first off, I knew that my mom knew Kimberly loved me and that she only wanted the best for me and that she was, like, I was a better version of myself with her. Um, she definitely didn't drag me down. Um, and I think there was two major factors in kind of their uh like they're very similar in in the way, like the people who I tend to be drawn towards are, um, you know, very emotional, uh, like big lovers, right? So most people who are big lovers, the other side of that is, you know, they wear their emotions on their sleeve and they can be, you know, if not, if you're not careful, if you don't have somebody to run it by, or if you don't, you're not aware of it, you can, you know, be very sensitive and kind of let your interpretation of things just kind of run away with, with itself. Does that make sense? Yep, it does. Um, and I think my mom, and I try to tell Kimberly that, like, I was like, you know, my mom is a big lover um, and not like a usual type of love like there there's nothing that someone could do that would like my mom loves for the sake of loving um there's people who I know who have hurt her like several times but she would still not hesitate to to give to them you know what I mean to help them out in the same exact situation that they may have hurt her in before and her her kind of approach to it is like she does whatever she does she does it because she feels it's right um and that same type of thing could uh you know it 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 also kind of manifests itself in uh you know her being her her feelings are on her sleeves on certain things and then you're also dealing with your son and she's starting to see things that I would typically have gone to her for you know, I'm bringing Kimberly in. I, I remember it like it was yesterday, just kind of the whole thing. But like, yeah, but I, I did, you know, if we could pick that apart for a second, I don't know if other people may go through those type of situations. I know when I look at what I could have done better, um, of course, it just was time. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that's really all it was. We had to get to know each other. Yeah. And. And, like, really know each other. Right, right. Because nobody, whenever you have an intimate relationship with people, the only difference between you and the stranger off the street is that you know this person enough to give them the benefit of the doubt. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it doesn't matter how much, like, there, there was nothing I could tell Kimberly or nothing I could tell my mom about Kimberly that would let them know, like they would have to experience it for themselves. They would have to find a love for one another that would supersede any of the like little itty bitty hurts that's because it still comes along. That's just being in a relationship with somebody. But I think for myself, I wish that I would have um, confronted the situation head on instead of kind of like, you know, appearing to choose sides or appearing to, you know, because ultimately, 
like my mom raised me with the stone cold core belief that when you find a, a woman that you're going to marry, that is your first priority now. Like there was never any mistakes about that. Like my mom raised me to to believe that whenever you find somebody that is that you feel is important enough to give your last name to to marry, like you have to, you know, that's who you gotta you gotta ride with them. And yeah. and so there was never any like my mom would feel like that. And in retrospect, if I would have been like. Kimberly, don't talk, you know, if I would have just jumped off and my mom would be like, you, you're not ready to get married. Like, I, I do feel like that. She's like, you're not ready to get married. But I think I could have been more, like I said, been more uh, proactive in, in making you guys handle that situation and confront it head on. You say that in hindsight, and we know that hindsight is twenty twenty, but it's like, you don't know what you don't know. I mean, honestly, you don't know what you don't know. And it's it's really one of those things that's like, I'm glad that it happened early on because we cut our teeth and we can move on. I can imagine that there are some people who they don't have that type of bump until they've been like 10 years married or five years married or something like that. The parents move into town and now everything is a surprise. And people may like people will show this fake part of themselves until it's too late. And so the thing that I can, if there's anything that I could say anybody could take from it is like, if you're just getting married or if you're, you know, whatever it is, just be your genuine self, be your authentic self. And then you will keep from like, it may be hard at the beginning, but at least you start out like you can keep up with, you know, if, if you go in there and you try to fake the funk, you know, then you, you're, you're not going to be able to sustain that forever, especially when you guys start hanging out more and you start being in each other's families more and more. And then it'll be a surprise. But if you just start out being real, then, you know, the thing that everybody has in common is they you they all love you. You know what I mean? Your significant other and your family all love you. And if that love is real, then everything else will work itself out. And that's kind of what happened. There was nothing that, like, I did. I didn't try to do anything. It took... It's it's an example of really what God can do. That's what I'm about to say. It's the Holy Spirit. It that was it. I mean, that was the 100 percent the Holy Spirit working. There was a desire for it to be better. Didn't know how it was gonna be better, but that was God Himself came down. <laughs> because if you know what our history is and you see us now you would think that that was two different people. Like, like I said, like me, I would have, I'll be honest, me and Melvin's mom got into words, you know what I'm saying? And I wouldn't even say it was a full on argument, but we got into words over just a misunderstanding. It really was that simple. It was a misunderstanding, but there were other things that were building up that kind of all came out at once. And now, like I said, now, like, 
she's like, I have shared things with her that I haven't, I mean, like, to be honest, I haven't shared with some of my closest friends, you know what I'm saying? And so I have cried to your mom multiple times, you know? And so you wouldn't even think that that would have been the same relationship. And, you know, to go back to what you were saying, it's like bringing your authentic self. There's this saying in, in, well, at least, I don't know if it's just in the South, but, you know, they tell a lot of young women this when they get married, but start out like you can hold out. That's what I was trying to remember. Basically that for a married woman is don't start patterns and things that you do that you're not going to be able to maintain over the duration of your marriage. And it's the same thing about basically bringing your, your authentic self. And that goes with any relationship. Like you, it's imperative that you show people exactly who you are so they can at least have, you know, the, 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 the true honest decision of they can handle you or not. You know what I'm saying? If you're not showing people your true self, they don't, you don't really know if people like you or not, or if, even if people can grow with you, like the love is not real because they're not loving the real you, you know what I'm saying? And that's what love is about. You know, it says, the Bible says love covers a multitude of sins. Well, you're not allowing people to really love you if you're not showing your real self. And so I am grateful. And I used to be ashamed to admit that me and my mother-in-law had issues. But I'm actually grateful that it happened when it happened. Because, like, you know, she has been very instrumental in my mothering. And and, and just, like, because one thing that I love about Melvin's mom is that, like, she does not do that typical taking sides. Like what's right is right. So I can talk to her very candidly. Now I'm going to be respectful because A, I love my husband and B, our household is our household. But I can I can be honest with her about issues that me and him may have when it comes like our differencing in opinion and she won't just jump on his side. If anything, she probably more so jump on my side <laughs> than anything, you know, but she has given some of the best advice and has done some things for us that we implement in our family life right now. And so, I mean, but I had to be real with her, like, you know, and I'll give you an example. Cause I was telling Melvin, I was giving him an example of like where the growth was, you know, because when I first met, like I come from a family that like is very sarcastic there's really no guessing if people like you or not. Like if they like you, they going to laugh with you, talk to you, sit down with you and stuff. And that's Southern, you know, but one thing I had to learn about Melvin's family in general is that they're reserved. So they don't put all their cards on the table. So you really don't know really how people feel about any situation. And that was very awkward for me at the beginning. So I just kind of moved. However, I didn't even try to consider what everybody was doing. I just did whatever I wanted to do, you know, not really considering other people. Well, how that affected me in the past was that, like I told y'all, I would walk up into a situation, had nothing to do with me walking in a situation where I'm just going to use an example. Let's say Melvin's mom and her sister done got into it or something like that, you know, or had or her cousin done had some words and I'm walking into this situation. This is hypothetical. You know what I'm saying? 
And I don't know the situation, but, you know, she's frustrated like anybody would be. And I just start talking and not considering that she and not really knowing her nonverbal cues. And I would create situations that didn't need to be created. So fast forward to this past Thanksgiving, you know, Melvin's mom is like that, like that OG grandmama. Like she take all the grandbabies. She cooks all the food and she said, get out of my house. I want to be with my, my grandbabies. So, but just like with anybody, at some point in time, you come to your limit. You know what I'm saying? And so we go over there. I think it was the day after Thanksgiving. It was on Black Friday. And we kind of go over there a little later and stuff like that. And, you know, and it wasn't my fault. That was Melvin. That was her son that did that. He would have wanted one to go to the shopping, not me. But... We go over there, and the moment she opened up the door, I could just tell without her saying anything that she was at her wit's end, you know? And immediately, instead of me saying something, instead of me getting an attitude, you know, I just jumped right on in. I started doing stuff around the house. You know, Melvin's uh, dad has needs. I started tending to him. I started tending to my nieces and my nephew, you know, and I just like, you know what? I'm just going to let her do what she needs to do because, A, she's been keeping our kids. She cooked this nice meal. And I clearly, she don't have to tell me. I can see that she's at her wit's end because here's the thing, you know, that generation, even my parents are like this. They're not going to tell you that they can't handle something. You just got to know people to know, like, okay, enough is enough. And I even think that if I were to say, have said something to your mama that she would have like, no, I'm okay. I'm a, no, you're not okay. And so sometimes you can't even say anything. You just got to jump in. But I had to learn that about her. I had to like, just like I said, just like you learn your parents and you know, when they're frustrated and when they need time alone, you know, you, I had to learn that about my mother-in-law and, and, and I've, I've learned that. And I, I would say that also parallels with being married. You know, I think sometimes people come in with this idea of like, we're supposed to be already good wives and already good husbands. You got to learn how to be a good husband. You have to learn how to be a good wife. We don't come out the womb knowing how to be a good wife and a, a good spouse, you know? And so you, grace has to be extended because these are new roles for everybody. Yeah. yeah. To that point, you, you said it. Like, I think that you have to come, you have to realize that on both sides. You have to realize that as a husband, you know, I had to realize that I don't have all the answers. I'm not perfect. I don't know, you know, so it takes a lot of pressure off of you um, when you don't have to pretend, you know what I mean? Let me pretend to be this great husband or this great whatever. At the end of the day, I just got to give it my best, you know. And on the flip side, Kimberly has to give me grace in that and help me to be um you know give me the liberty to fail you know what i'm saying give me the freedom to fail uh but but give me that trust it's just like in a working situation you know i i'm in a position where i i manage people and i want to i have to be very cognizant of the fact that like my people feel like whether or not my people feel as if they can mess up. Um, when people don't feel like they have room to fail, then they they fear trying. 
right? If you're just constantly on your significant other or whatever, then you they're never going to get to their reach their potential and you reach your potential by figuring it out, messing up, trial doing good, error. trial and error. And I I see that playing out in terms of a husband and wife situation in by you know, like we go into it with preconceived notions like this is what a wife is supposed to be as a husband. You know, this is what Kimberly needs to be handling these situations like this and she needs to do this and do that and vice versa. Um, one way that I see you have grown a lot and we still have to always talk about this yeah, yeah. On each other, for each other. But, um, you know, I feel like, um, and, and it's not like you did it a lot anyway, but I feel like uh, you have started to see what I bring to the table. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So Kimberly's dad is like, when I say like on top of it, like this guy is, you know, Mr. Take care of everything. Like I, I, I can walk in their house and I see a table that's got a little adding machine, a checkbook. Like this is where he's balancing a checkbook. I could go to the garage. I know when he comes in town, he's going to take the car to get it washed. I mean, it, it's just how how he does it. He's like the, he was the man of that. He took care of everything. Yeah. Um, And a lot of the things that he was very strong in are not things that I'm super strong in. Now, I, I've learned over the years to get better at it. But for me, I don't think about all those things all the time. But there are things that I bring to the table that, that are different you know what I mean um and I remember at, at there were some times at the beginning where we would have you know it's almost like a comparison and yeah. really it it's natural right yeah, because she was. has an idea of that was my example of a man right you know and and at first I would kind of buck that I'm like listen that's not what I, you know I'm gonna try but that's not what I can do but then you know I as I st I had to kind of humble out man and I did try to like sit back and learn from her dad like I talk to him all the time I have long conversations and um really just learn his approach to things and some of that I'll do and some of it I won't do I you know sometimes he'll come over the house and I could see um <laughs> where you know he'll be like oh the car is messy you know and hey listen that's just hey. I, I'm not that you know that's not my thing that don't mean that I won't ever get to that point, but I, you know, he, he, for me and him, he knows he, there was a point in time where his daughter went to him for everything and then it abruptly stopped. <laughs> so went after I do. <laughs> yeah. And, and really even before then, yeah. I, you know, I really, I take my role as a husband very serious, but I have to understand that it's something that I'm going to learn and grow in every day. But when we approach it like that, it I feel like it is it has helped us to flourish a lot more. Um, yeah, and and it just to speak on that because that was like you know, and not to say that my dad is just perfect, but of course, you know, as a little as a girl that had her a present father, you know. That that was my example of how a man should lead, you know, and I was so used to things, me not thinking of things. And I think where the turning point came with me and Melvin was that and I'm not perfect in this, y'all. 
You know, I'm not. Okay. Because a man like that raises, you know, somebody to be like that. So it's like, I'm not perfect. Okay. But what I have to remind myself is this, is that when I actually became aware of how my father led our household, I probably was early 20s, like nine, or even a little younger than that, 18, 19, 20. Well, think about how long he had been a father at that point. Like my parents got married in the 70s. So when I was 20, he had been a head of a household for over 20 years. You know what I'm saying? So he had tons. I don't know how my dad was when he first got married to my mom. I don't know how he was as a brand new parent. I think that dude came out the house. Well, that's (laughs) what we don't know that. You know, and I think sometimes we can compare ourselves and it's really like comparing apples to oranges. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't know how many times things had to be missed for him to finally commit it to memory. Like, this needs to happen this time because we don't know that, you know. And my dad is a very A-type personality, but... I I mean, I'm pretty sure that him being a first-time father, I mean, like anybody who's a first-time parent, there's so many unknowns. You know what I'm saying? You have, so I'm comparing my brand new husband or my newly becoming a father husband to a man who got like 30-some years on him, you know, in the game. Right. That ain't fair. And that's the same thing like Melvin comparing his mom to me or something like that, which I would have to say that like his mom is very open about where her shortcomings were when she first became a mother and a wife and stuff like that. Like she'll be, you would never know that this woman could not quote unquote cook because she can cook her tail off. But you know, she's told me stories about how when she first got married, she didn't know how to cook. She humbled herself out and she sat at the feet of her mother-in-law. I took that same advice and I've sat at the feet of her because she is used to cooking for the masses, you know, and that is something that that is an interest of mine that my mother didn't teach me because my mama didn't like to cook. And it doesn't mean that one is better than the other. But just like with anything, if I have an interest that's similar to someone else, why wouldn't I sit at their feet? You know, and so I would say that to, you know, it's it's our MO to be 100% honest with y'all. You know what I'm saying? And so that is, that is really where the turning point came with me is when I start calculating like, okay, my sister was born in 78. My parents got married in 72. So when I was about 20, that was what, 2005? My daddy had about 30-some years of being a parent and being, and more than that, being a, 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 a husband, you know, where people were depending upon him. You know what I'm saying? So I can't compare my husband that, you know, at the time, like, I was like, that's foolish to compare him. And even now, and I can see growth in Melvin now, like, you know, there's things he does that I'm just not good at. And praise the Lord, because that's why it takes two. It definitely takes two. Um, Yeah, you know, so ultimately, man, we are very blessed with our family. Um, because in the same way, you know, I, I try to always take up time with uh, Kim's dad. We kind of have uh, complementing uh, characteristics where, um, like, he's done had a lot of life. And, 
and will, you know, tell stories about it. And I mean, I've always enjoyed hearing stories about, you know, from people who, who have gone before me. Like I used to sit and listen to my grandma tell stories and I would want to hear the same stories over and over again. It just interests me. And so me and her dad will sit and talk and he doesn't necessarily, now if I ask him a direct question about, you know, how did you do this or how did you go about that? And I do. And he tells me without, you know, being judgmental or anything like that. But a lot of the times I just learn the way he thinks by just him telling me stories about early in his marriage, being in the war and, you know, being, you know, helping running the farm and just his approach to life and his approach to things. And we have very similar, um, I guess maybe that's just a man thing where, you know, just taking the job of being a, a husband and a dad, like very serious. Like I, I take it very serious that like my job is to protect and, you know, I don't know, just be be there for my family. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't know, you know, I know that I won't always do it the right way, but I, I know my heart is always, like, my family is super important to me and super, like, um, yeah, you know. So, anyway. Let's flip it then because th- we talked about the Thanksgiving week. So what was some growth areas when we went to Memphis and we spent time with my family? Cause it was back to back your family than my family. Um, growth areas just in general. Yeah. Like things that might've rattled us in the past, but they, they well, we now. talked about this before. Um, I think for I think for both of us, we have just learned to meet each other where we're at. Mm-hmm. Um, traveling is has always been like the perfect storm for us. Yeah. Um, especially when we get like Kimberly is like uh, and her family they are time oriented. Time oriented and like it's funny like her her mom and her sister all complain <laughs> about the. Same thing in each other, which is they do too much. Like they, the the queens are doing too much. (laughs) And that sounds like a slight, but that's, I'm just telling you the way that they put it. (laughs) Like the way that they put it about one another um, is they. Because we constantly tell each other, you need to calm down. Yeah, y'all doing too much. (laughs) But the way that it comes out is we have really cool experiences like if they planning it it's gonna be a cool experience we know like when when you come with my family you're gonna chill yeah you know what i'm saying you're gonna chill like my mom gonna take the kids you go and get like we will at least get but when you with her family we're gonna be up early we're gonna be having some activities (laughs) we're gonna be doing some things and if you not if you if you not uh paying attention you're gonna find yourself running crazy like i i i learned my lesson the first year um before we was even married that i stick with uh kimberly's dad and um you know and zach and and i don't that's her that's my brother-in-law and uh i don't i don't involve myself like if i'm gonna go out with the girls then i know what i'm getting into but anyway um that is a perfect storm for for Kimberly and I to get 
into, you know, just friction because our, you know, I'm, I'm chill, man. And so now I think, uh, part of it is that I've grown and learned to like, I try to, to do things that are, um, you know, I try to look out for those things that are like pet peeves for Kimberly, but most of it is that Kimberly has just learned, I think, to give me a lot of grace when it comes to that. And she doesn't set the expect the bar so high. So it just don't leave her room for frustration. That's my guess. I know that you have grown a lot in that. And, and I think that that plays the biggest part in that not being such a stressful time for us. Um, certain things I do do, like making sure I'm packed, like I'll stay up and pack. I try not to do things at the last minute as much as possible. But, you know, no matter how hard I try, I'm not, like, I'm not going to be the, the, the well, same. We, over the years, we've kind of gotten, I think we've gotten better, and it's still evolving, but we've gotten better with, like, packing and getting out. Like, I run through an itinerary, like, this is the time that we need to leave so we can get there at this time and and all this stuff. And, and trying to be very communication, y'all. Like, really just communicating. Like, I'll ask Melvin do you need me to pack up some stuff? And typically he can pack up. He he, he will pack up his stuff. Um, I pack for the girls, you know, saying, and I mean, he can fully, he's fully capable of doing it. But, you know, it's just something that, you know, it's something that we've grown comfortable doing. Um, I think for me, when it comes to dealing with, um, family my side particularly it's been very good being with Melvin and in acquiring his chill mentality you know and one of the things that we really try to have as a unit is that we gonna do what we gonna do the Ellis family gonna do what the Ellis family is gonna do our household is gonna be intact so meaning that if we have planned as a family a household to do something we're not going to let others come in and break that up. And we've had that done. I'll give you an example. like, And I'll just throw out random stuff, not stuff that actually necessarily has happened to us, but just things that can happen. You know, let's say, for instance, you want to get some time away with your kids, take them to the movies, just, just your unit, your household. Well, you got other people that want to rush in and want to be a part. And then because you have other people there. The movie that you originally want to watch has now changed into what everybody else wants to watch. Now what we do is if we go in and we say, we want to go see Wreck-It Ralph or Ralph Breaks the Internet, we about to go see Ralph Breaks the Internet. And if anybody else wants to come to the movies, that's the movie that we are going to see because we had planned that ahead of time. You come along with us, we don't go along with you because we already have plans. Now, if we don't have plans, we'll go along with the group. And I think that's the other side of it is that we are the people, we are the family that will go with the flow. Like, we're not picky about where we go to eat, <laughs> you know. Like, Melvin is the pickiest of the picky, but he can find something on any menu pretty much. He only got a few hard nose, which is like certain types of food, but any typical place, he can find something to eat on that menu. Like we don't 
you know, and, and that's where we balance it at. Like, okay, we don't have too many hard expectations, but when we do, it's going to have to be what it's going to be. And we have made sure amongst ourselves to be a united front. And again, we're still evolving in it, but that is something that I know for just, you know, us in general. And I, I like he said, with my family, there's a whole itinerary. Like you're going to be tired at the end of the day, messing with my side of the family. Everybody gets up early on that side of the family and we run all day long <laughs> like you gonna be exhausted when we came back from memphis we were exhausted the whole family crashed when we got home but you are gonna have some good memories and you gonna have some good experiences but your family i will say this now y'all go but there i've never felt any type of uh judgment if i need to tap out you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying like y'all gonna go ahead and do y'all staying don't nobody have no uh, so that that is always for been you. Cool. There's some judgment oh. on me <laughs> because that was our thing when we grew up. Like that was what we did. Me, and my mom, and my sister, we would hit the streets just like how I do with our girls. Like pack them girls up and we out. We out in these streets, running around out and about. And so you know that you know you had mentioned to me about like you know. Just like Melvin had to, you know, challenge me on something. He was like, y'all are really good at leaving your daddy out of stuff. And it's like, I'm still trying to work through, like, not feeling that pressure of, like, what they say, FOMO, fear of missing out. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And it's like, you don't get to see your family like you want to see them. And now you're together and you want to do everything together, you know, and you know, you only have so much time with each other because the trip is not very long. And so, you know, and so that, that is where I am still evolving, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, you know, and like, (laughs) here's the thing, (laughs) It was so funny because I'm just thinking about the two situations. Like, I remember asking your mama, what time we eating uh, eating Thanksgiving? She was like, you know, I'm going to shoot for this time. And we'll see how that work out with everything going on. And then, like, with my family, it was like, okay, everybody needs to meet over here at 8, no later than 8.15. Like, <laughs> it's just. Man. <laughs> in the morning, y'all. So, <laughs> there ain't no sleeping in with my family. After running a race. And, After and, running yeah. a race. Ain't no sleeping in with my family. Yeah, you just got to be prepared, man. But that's why, you know, I, it, it's funny. Um, yeah. It was so, uh, it was cool watching our, our daughter get uh, hang out with. Um, oh, her cousin. Yeah, that was fun. What else? Um what a, let's let's talk. We talk about family all the time. We gotta get on some other type of subject. <laughs> well, you know, that's what's going what, on in the world? That's where we at. Well, I'm, I'm y'all. Y'all probably wouldn't hadn't been able to tell, but I'm hungry. That's hungry and angry because I have decided to do a full holistic cleanse. I'm doing a juice cleanse. Don't ask me how many days because depending on how I feel, it changes. You know, I started out saying 10 days and then I think I got a little overzealous. And so <laughs> <laughs> then like today is the first day. <laughs> and then I think at noon I was like, okay, maybe I should just do three days. Or would that be bad if I just do one? <laughs> So I don't know. I've, I've been up here drinking water and 
<laughs> sipping on my juice. And so other than that, uh, that's mm-hmm. the big thing going on with me. What's going on with you, bro? Just, uh, just work, man. I've been, um, had a big release and, uh, but you know, just trying to wrap up this year, um, heading into, uh, what is this? The second quarter, wrapping up the second quarter. No, baby. We in the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter of who? Well, you know what? Let me not even say it. I don't even know. I don't no. even know that jargon. I'm, I'm yeah. just a regular person. Let me stop. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's the end of the second quarter, I think. But um. But we coming at the end. You know what? Let, it me, go, stop. It, Let <laughs> me stop. I thought it was four quarters. Uh, I mean, it is four quarters. But, but we in December now. I know, but it does, the fiscal year goes from like... Uh, I see you talking about something else. Yeah. Never mind. Fiscal year. <laughs> Anywho, um, I mean, who am I? I can't remember if it's the end of the second or the in if we're in the third, but um, so I've been trying to figure, you know, trying to wrap that up and and uh, just doing getting back. I had to do a lot of coding. Uh, I'm a I've said this before, but I'm a software developer, but I, I manage a team now, so a lot of my time is spent on the management side, but here recently I've had to kind of put my coding boots back on and it's something that I enjoy and something that I'm good at, but now it's time to switch back because all that time I spent coding, now it's time to get back into personnel things and, and getting that stuff all cleaned up and ready to go. But, um, yeah, it's been, it's been exciting. It's been a lot of hard work, but it's exciting when you got to like, you know, alter things and, and jump in and try to fix it. I like stuff like that. Uh, it's stressful, but I like it. Um, but other than that, nothing, nothing really big going on. Just, um, yeah. Mm. Being dad, being hubby. Yep. We're gearing up for, uh, Christmas. That's the next holiday coming up in the next couple of weeks. And, you know, we've gotten the bug of running. Um, well, I've been having the bug, but Melvin did very, very well in the 10K. You know, I'm I'm a slow runner, so I run as slow as a snail, and that's okay for me. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to win um, nothing. I did get a finisher medal, and that was fine, and I like that. But... Um, he um, did much, much better than me and much, much better than what I, I think he thought and what he was going and what I thought, too, because the man don't work out, y'all. Like, <laughs> I didn't know what to expect. You know what I'm saying? I I didn't know. And he, he really did really well. So we're going to do a 5K in, uh, on Christmas Eve. And uh, we've set a goal for 2019 that we're going to achieve a half marathon, which is 13.1 miles. I think that is something that is very achievable, being that we just did 6.2 miles. That's what a 10K is. And so, you know, be with us. You know, we're both getting on up in age. And so we're trying to live our best life, (laughs) you know. So. But other than that, uh, I think that's really all that's really been going on. I think we brought y'all up to speed and told y'all why we disappeared for a week. And yeah. Yep. That's it. 
Alrighty, guys. So I definitely want uh, to shout out all of our social media handles. And if you're not following us there, you definitely should. Um, Facebook, we are Soul Sense Podcast. Um, on Twitter, we are Soul Sense Pod. Um, short for podcasts, and on Instagram, we are Soul Sense Podcast as well. Uh, we also, and we post on there often throughout the week. Um, the, the main handles that we're definitely on are Instagram, Facebook, we're very active there. Um, we also have a blog that goes up weekly. And um, in the new year, we will be starting our newsletter and that will be a monthly thing. So lots of great things coming up. Um, If you are not subscribed to our website, go ahead. It's free 99. Um, Go ahead to the Soul Sense ministries.com you have an opportunity to subscribe to get all the different updates from whenever we post that's like the hub for everything that we do definitely want to shout all that out and again we thank you guys for going on this journey with us we appreciate you we love you guys and anything else before i sign us out nope all right this is kim and my trusty wingman melvin and we will catch you later bye peace